There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Sue Funk and I am here with Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And we are the Real Housewives of Rewatch and we are watching Roni season 2 and we are up to season 4 already. No, episode 4. Episode 4. Guys, season 2, episode 4. That's what we're on. I mean, I can't wait for season 4 because then we've got Sonia, but still. Yeah. Well, she's, she, what Sorry. season does she join? Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Um, but which she, to me, although she was not early, but she's an OG. Anyone who's been on as long as that, in my opinion, is almost OG level. But Sonya doesn't go full Sonya until, like, season four. I feel like she's, like, her season three is, like, Lou season one. It's, like, super reserved. I can't and wait then, to see it. I don't remember, oh, as I would say. It's great. Never rewatched. Well, we are in the journey, and we have Jill. It opens with her redecorating. Yes, we have finally left the Hamptons. Although we might go back, but at least this opening scene, we're at the Zarin factory in the city, and she wants to redo her apartment. I think she says you should redo it every seven years, and like what a what a luxury to. I mean, want to redo your apartment every seven years. I'm not finished doing my apartment, and I've lived here almost two years. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a wild assumption, but you can definitely see the cracks in Brad and Jill's friendship. Oh yeah. Um, she says like, "I love you, but I hate you," but I can kind of see it's almost leaning more towards hate <laughs> than love. Well, he blatantly says he does not listen to her, and when you're redesigning something. I do think that there, it's like the same thing with that um, Beverly Hills, she, she, she designer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where like, it's cute that they like kind of go off on their own and give you what you want, but it's also frustrating when you're like, no, I really, really don't want that. Yeah. So I, I feel for her, but it's also like, she's like, sometimes he's my gay husband and sometimes I want a divorce. 
She, um, I just can't imagine having a whole fabric factory mm-hmm. at your disposal when you want to re- like redecorate. Like how difficult the decisions must be if you have an entire fabric store. Um, and they also do uh, an in the moment interview with Brad. Oh yeah, and he's stressed. <laughs> I think you know they got rid of the in the moments, but I'd love to at least them do them with people that they don't bring in for like later talking head moments. I just love them. They're yeah. so they're so candid, and they just really add like a layer of of something to it. Well, you really like see what people are thinking in the actual moment, which is mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how they did that too. Like, did they just? pull them aside and start talking to them because they do that like on the bachelor or was this like brad just looked to the camera and then they just went with it you know i wonder how that kind of played out it's a good point i'm not sure i don't know someone in production let me know <laughs> also i'm sorry if you're not into biting asmr my dog is like going to town on a bone right oh me, i can't so. hear it so hopefully okay, they can't either she's just really like gnawing at it and i'm trying to get the speakers away from her mouth um, because that is not what we're here for. We are not a weird dog ASMR podcast. We are no, watching no, no. Roni. Um, and then on purpose, shady editors are like, "This is what Jill's fabulous renovation is looking like." Here's what Alex and Simon are up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I did some digging on their house. Okay. So they bought their townhouse in Brooklyn for $1.25 million in 2005. Okay. And they sold it 10 years later for $2.86 million in 2015. And now the hmm. current Zillow estimate on it is like $3.5 million. Yeah. So they still made quite a pretty penny when they sold it. Absolutely. It also is beautiful. I uh, saved a link that I'll post uh, some photos of what the finished product looked like because I don't even remember if we end up getting to see it. But it is stunning, whatever ends up happening. Like, I don't know if it happens while they're on the show. Maybe I'm jumping the gun on it. But it's it's a pretty... I just remember red walls and black furniture. Like, I remember it feeling very... Carlton-esque. I should say the furniture is not what I find stunning. It's the layout. It's the windows. I mean, it's okay. a six-bedroom, five-bathroom home with these, like, bifold glass walls, and they have a yard. And also what I found was interesting in the article, it says the top floor holds rental units. So they might not even be using the entire townhouse. Oh, they definitely weren't. Yeah, but I mean, they never talk about having renters or anything like that, so. No, I think they were probably renovating it. It probably wasn't ready for renters. Yeah, but they did eventually then have renters. Um, But yeah, I enjoy them having an architect to come and look at the house, and then Alex is, like, spewing off all these design ideas. And I'm like, he's an architect. He's not a designer. Like, he does not care about what type of countertop you would like to use. He needs to just let you know if you can put this kitchen in this place that it currently is not. Yeah. I think it's also very funny that they use this time with the architect to be like, it's really smart to not renovate as soon as you buy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a great idea. And, like, the of course, the architect's like, well, yeah, then you have, like, two mortgages because it's expensive. Yeah. Um, 
but I just thought it was really like very tongue in cheek. Like, see, we did the right thing. We did the smart, fiscally responsible thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should live in a space for a little while before you know how you want to decorate it. But living, they've been there for too long for it to look, you know, this is 2009. They've already been there four years. Different strokes for different folks. I mean, I know people who like literally move in and like have the place set up. Like, it's, like, a fucking professional home set. Yeah, no, that does <laughs> like amaze me when people can do that. Like, people do that immediately. And, like I said, like, I'm still, like, I have, like, two pieces of artwork in my room hanging, and it was by accident. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Decorating can be, can be a lot. Um, so then we go to the Social Life magazine shoot. I think it's the shoot. No, or, or is it just that meeting? It might be, like, the pre-shoot. Oh, no, no. They are taking photos of her. So, Social Life magazine does still exist. And Devorah is still the editor-in-chief, Devorah Rose. And guess who Devorah Rose is, if you don't know. Do you know? Oh, I had to look her up. Me too! she was on... The High Society Society show with Tinsley. Yes. um, Which you need to do a deep dive on when you, like, when we release this episode. Like, please, please, please. Do a High Society? Sure. Sure, I'll do that. But yes. So she was on, Tinsley had a reality show on the CW called High Society when she was, like, living her socialite days. Now, was it before or after Gossip Girl? Because I've read that. It might gossip. have been around the same time, like the way Desperate Housewives, like I feel like, and then yeah. Real Housewives were some crossover. Because I've heard that Devorah was like inspiration for Blair on Gossip Girl. But see, Girl. the books came out before the Gossip Girl show, so I don't know if I buy that. True. But it um, could have been when she was in high school, but she was in Massachusetts. She wasn't in New York. Yeah, yeah. And then also, not only was she in High Society with Tinsley, she was in an episode of Dina Manzo's short-lived show, Dina's Party. So she has two Housewives connections. What the fuck was Dina's Party? Dina's Party was, like, on HGTV, and it was her helping plan parties. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was shortly after she left New Jersey, and it was, yeah, it was on HGTV. I don't know. I think it only had, like, two seasons four episodes it didn't have many but i weirdly remembered it without needing to google it <laughs> that is amazing is what stores in my brain but i was a huge tina fan so i'm sure i watched it um devora rose is is a piece of work i mean she is just everything like of the moment she dresses pretty chic but like also kind of down um it was she, two seasons, Dina's party. Sorry, I just looked it up. <laughs> it was two seasons. I love that Devorah was part of it because she I just know, seemed I know. like I, she like, wants to be in the middle of everything. She also, looking when I was searching for photos of like Devorah and whatnot, she put a lot of housewives on the cover of this magazine yeah. over the years. Wasn't, the, wasn't LVP? I think right? LVP, Sonia. I, I should find like a list of, of all of them. But yeah, there was definitely a lot. Um, my favorite thing she says to Bethany is, I knew you were a size zero. Oh, I loved, I hated you when I met you because you were dancing on a bar. <laughs> He's a character and I'd love to know why she has never come back and or been. Like, that's a person I could see on Housewives. Oh, 100%. I feel like, and 
it looks like she hasn't she does definitely doesn't have kids. She has fur babies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she ever got married. I don't know. But quite quite a character. She seems like a really cool New York socialite kind of person. Agreed. And her fawning over Bethany, it's like the first it, this is like interesting because, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Bethany or haven't heard of Bethany Frankel, her career trajectory is like insane and she becomes this person that's in photo shoots all the time but this is mm-hmm. like really one of her only photo shoots that's a, and she even says it's not about like her food it's about her as a businesswoman and um you know it's not about Martha Stewart it's not really even about the housewives it's just about who she is and um i think she's really proud of herself and it's fun watching the shoot and she wears beautiful clothing and the shots are great yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, so we leave Bethany and Devora uh, and her photo shoot, and we go to a, just a quick little scene of Ramona and how much she loves her life with Mario, <laughs> showing them in the Hamptons, in the pool. I mean, listen, I'm jealous of the bitch for the house, for the pool, for the setup. Like, it's it's not a bad vibe that they got going on over there. And they do seem genuinely in love with each other at this moment. I... It still makes me so sad. Yeah. Like, what What an idiot. Truly. Like, she, I, watching this back now, I see why she was, why she was so devastated, why it took her so long, and if she even has moved on. Yeah. Because I don't think she's selling me BS about them and their love. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. I feel like she really loved him and they really had a beautiful life together and she waited a long time to get married i know which is like even worse like it it gives a new perspective on on their relationship for sure to juxtapose that's a word right just just yes this is a juxtaposition Um, um then what i think is funny is that the editors think they're being shady and going and showing alex and simon in their blow up pool in their backyard in new york city yes however that is an effing luxury mm-hmm. and nothing to be ashamed of because I don't know anyone who has a private pool in their private backyard. So I had pals in Astoria who had a setup like this. We one I... time bought after drunk brunch a baby pool and put that in a friend's yard where we could just put our feet in it. Exactly. My friend had a bunch of baby pools in their backyard and if they didn't think it would have like flooded that like that's the other thing that's like tough about that thing is like you really have to have a good drain in your backyard hmm. to get it to well their pool is like a legit size my cousin actually did that during like covid they got a pool that big and you can buy a pump for that and you can keep that like you don't like have to take that down um and i just thought it was funny because they were trying to shave them and i'm like nah that's pretty sick in the city to have something like that. I 100 percent agree with yeah. you there. The rest of us are sweating and have nothing and they had a private space and that is not something to to come by easily. No, not at all. And I think that they it looks really nice. I would totally have gone to their pool. Absolutely. I yeah, I'm on I'm on their side for this one. And then they take us back to uh the Hamptons. Showing us the sign of 27 East, the one road that goes to the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. That road is a road of nightmares. That it's... is, I always think about that with Summer House. Yeah. And how, like, I would have a nervous breakdown if I was on Summer House. 
just for the mere fact of driving back and forth from the city to the Hamptons every weekend. No, thank you, ma'am. It no. could be like a five. It's a one lane road. And everybody uses it. It's the only way to get in and out of the Hamptons as Long Island is an island. Well, if you're driving. If you're I was driving. about to say, it was like, unless you have a helicopter. Did you ever watch that show Revenge? Yes, of course. And nothing drove me <laughs> more. Oh, my God. It used to make me so angry watching that show and how quickly they would get back and forth from New York City to the Hamptons <laughs> and act like things were so close together. And I was, was like, even if you helicopter, it's not as quick as these people are making it seem because it's not like where you land <laughs> all the way on the east side of New York City is close to where you're going and then getting across town. Now, it there's two shows that fueled my fire. Hold on. Remy, stop um, it was Revenge, and then I loved Mindy Kaling's comedy show. Um, the Mindy Project? Called? The Mindy Project. However, Danny lived on Staten Island, and the way they used to get back and forth to Staten Island. Oh, yeah, that was also No, no, no. That's like a three-hour journey, and he would just, like, pop on over there for lunch. And I was like, absolutely not nope. is that happening. Yeah, no, there's definitely shows where you're just like, none of you live in New York, and these are all L.A. people writing this. Yep. And by uh, L.A. people, I mean people who, like, lived in Wyoming and then ended up in L.A. <laughs> um, but, yes, that used to bother me on Revenge. So they're back, and they go to lunch, and Lou volunteered them to all help out at a charity event for um, the Hope Lodge, which is actually, I did some Googling, and it's an amazing charity. Oh, okay. um, and it puts people up for free if they're getting cancer treatment far from their home. Oh, that's awesome. And it's a place to stay, and you don't have to pay for it. Um, Ronald McDonald House does that for children's cancer. It's basically Ronald McDonald for adults to say, like, if you live within farther than 50 miles of the place you're getting treatment, you can stay here for free. So um, finally, a legit charity that we're seeing. (laughs) And American Cancer Society is is a great charity as well. But this, I love charities where it's like you, I I, often when you donate to diseases, I feel like you don't get to see maybe where your money is going. But to Mm -hmm. see that your money is going to fund the home where people can stay is like a really nice tangible thing um and then they talk about Lou's book deal and Lou straight up says do you like the name of the book class mm-hmm. with the countess right that's the name of the book uh yes yes and Bethany it, she can't lie no nope. she is who is the president Abraham Lincoln I cannot tell a lie I thought that was George Washington. It probably is. I can't say I'm great in American history. He, he can like he chopped down the cherry tree. Okay, so George Washington. She can't lie, and she pauses when asked if she likes the name, and then she says she's iffy on the name. I mean, she's not wrong, and then she's not also wrong. just like, "What does a countess have to do with manners?" Like, and then Lou's just like, "Well, you know, a Native American from Connecticut. How does she become a countess?" Yeah, and- um, I needed to. Did she mean indigenous person or did she mean like a person born in America? How did they become someone of royalty? Because I believe Lou has claimed that she has indigenous roots. Really? I picked up that she said that, but I was like, I didn't know if she meant like because there's no royalty in America. So how did she become a countess or did, is she literally have Native American roots? Now I'm looking. I'm like, yep. What is she like? Lou Hanteloseps. What is she? Is that my Google search? Her father is of Algonquin and French descent, okay. and her mother is French Canadian. 
So it's her father, I guess. Hmm. All right. Well, we got that going. I did not know that. But uh, I'm a little scared of, like, are we, you know, yeah, is it like 2% we're claiming, you know? I, I don't know. But I guess if it's her father, I don't well, Either How way. How many colors of the wind are you painting with, Luann? Yeah, yeah. Um, but... It surprised me, that line. But Bethany really goes for the jugular. She's like, she didn't grow up any different. How does she know better? And Lou claims it's from, like, her travel and experience in life. But Bethany's just... I think for Bethany, when it comes to anything in business, she can only be 100% honest. Even if she's your friend or not, she's and any other friend is going to sugarcoat and be like, I love that name, not Bethany. Well, I get very similar when people tell me social media ideas, and I'm just like, here's 10 reasons why that won't work. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't help it. It's my brain. It's, it's like a lizard brain thing where it's mm-hmm. just like, that's just how your brain functions. I think Lou was not expecting that, though, because I imagine most people in Luann's life sugarcoat things for her. A hundred percent. Yep. One hundred percent. I don't think Lou's had a lot of talk back in her life. And uh, in Bethany's confessional, she has an interesting moment where she says, saying that you are an expert on class is a glass house that is bound to shatter. Yep. And I was like, damn, Bethany, she knows how to call it. That to me means she knows everything about Luann is bullshit and she knows it's going to come to fruition and then it's going to make her look stupid that she's playing this whole countess thing and class thing. When I, That to me means Bethany knows more than what's being shown and that's why she's saying that. Well, I think just especially after as, as an audience member knowing Luann all these years, we see that like she's a contradiction. She like mm-hmm. immediately switches on and off. She'll... Break her own rules all the time. I don't think in class with the Countess, there's a moment of saying, don't be all uncool. <laughs> no, no. Uh, then we get, uh, there's literally nothing even to discuss about it. Kelly and Ramona have like a throwaway scene of going to this model museum in Long Island City. It's... I just liked that Ramona was really proud that she understood the assignment that was never yes. given. That wasn't really an assignment. And she was just like, I studied everything about this architect that we're looking at. And it like, did look cool. I think the museum eventually moved to Jersey City when I looked it up. Because I was like, wait, I lived in Astoria, which is next to Long Island City. And I've never heard of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always find that Ramona was like, oh, Kelly invited me and I know more than her. Just because someone invites you to go do an activity doesn't mean that they're going to know. They're yeah. going to learn. That's why they go to the museum. can tell you right now, I invite people to go to bars that I've never been to all the time. Yeah, interesting take to think that, like, Kelly should have known everything. But I think it's also just Ramona's chance to be like, I'm the smartest in the room. And, like, can you believe how smart I am? <laughs> yep. But she really just memorized some facts from Wikipedia. Um, And then we get another Devorah scene. Yes, Bethany, back in the city. Lots of travel back and forth. Um, and she goes to see the photos. And honestly, the photos are amazing. They really are. And it's I'm going to definitely post them. Um, they are so beautiful. The way she styled them, like, she looks incredible in them. They're, the they're really good. The only thing that got me was there were, like, such fabulous photos. And the photo that was on the cover is, like, such, like, a cleavage shot of, like, Bethany in the grass. And I'm just like... Agree. It should have been the one of her standing straight into the side with the floral dress in the forest. A hundred percent. Either that, that or the stunning. one that I liked the one that she really liked where she was sitting on the porch looking out 
and mm-hmm. like she just had a genuine smile on. Yeah. Um, the other one just looked so pinuppy, and I was just like, "This is just like not who this woman is." Um, but if those, if that rack's gonna sell socialites magazines, then you do it, Devora. You've been doing this for a lot longer than I've never done. Yeah, I agree. And also, um, I thought it was so cute that Bethany didn't know she was going to be on the cover and then Devora decided to put her on the cover. So that was a right. It was in that moment that she said that we're going to put you on the cover. Yes, it was in that moment she reveals it because then right after Bethany goes to talk to Lou again mm-hmm. and she's so excited and she's like, oh, my God, I got I'm like, can you believe when I got the cover? And Lou just immediately is like, well, I hope they're going to airbrush you. And this is, by the way, at the Hope Lodge event. So they're starting to get set up at the event. Um and Bethany doesn't would, have a ton of time to react to it because she's cooking there. Yeah, they're cooking for people who are, I believe, are staying at the Hope Lodge. Um, and t- what I find so interesting, and I can kind of see you why jealousy would happen when you're all getting famous at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's a difficult thing to to probably swallow and be like, "Why her, not me?" I'm not saying she is right, but I'm saying I understand probably where her weird jealousy reaction came from i don't even know if she meant it as a dig no she meant it as a dig it was weird it was such a weird why would you say um oh are they gonna like photoshop it like who why would that ever be the reaction i don't know i feel like that's just lou trying to act like she's a model who knows the business maybe but she could also have been a shady bitch. I mean, I do I agree that all of I them were definitely. And this happens in every Housewife franchise, every season. One woman gets bigger than all the other ones, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to bring them down. Yep, yep. And, and I, yeah, I'm not saying it's right, but I can see why, why it happens. Um, then uh, Ramona shows up. And they start talking about wanting to hook uh, Bethany up with people. And I love, Bethany says, on a scale, on a spectrum of 19 to 90, how old are they? And Ramona won't say, and it's frustrating because Ramona's just like, it's not to like date, it's just to go out and have fun. And like, and Bethany's like, I have friends to do that. Like, I don't need this. And she's like, but no, it's like male companionship. And like, but she's just like, yeah, but even if I'm going out with a male companion, I want to know, like, am I bringing strained peas? Like, what mm-hmm. is this? Like, also, I can't help but point out, Luann had a necklace on that looked like Flintstones. Um, <laughs> it was the ugliest, like, one of her ugliest necklaces I've ever seen. You know, I feel like she's backed away from her statement necklaces in recent years, but these years really are the, the peak Luann's statement necklace. And that neck, I mean... Her neck is probably in the best shape of any housewife because it carries yeah. such heavy necklaces. Agree. And also, it was of the time. I was a big statement necklace wearer, too. Oh, now, yeah. that Flintstone one was not cute, but I definitely... But never definitely that large. She really went, like, huge with those step- statement necklaces. And, like, once she knew they were a thing, it got even bigger. Agree. She agree. started wearing like sundials. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Also, Ramona wears a lot of necklaces, and I know they're all like true faith, but a lot of them are really pretty, and I'm a fan of a lot of her necklaces. Yes. 
Like they they don't look outdated. A lot of her necklaces, they're much simpler, but she definitely wears some statement ones where you can clearly see it. And I know that's because of true faith. Um, so then when they're discussing Ramona's dating advice of Bethany, and I know what Ramona's saying. She's saying, Bethany, just date casually. Don't date seriously. Try to just see what's out there because you've mm-hmm. just come out of this long-term relationship. And Luann says, going out too much and being seen all over the place builds a bad reputation. Yeah, this is like slut-shamey weird. Also, thinking back to what happened when Lou was single. I know, I was just about to say that. I that was just is like, some advice coming from you, Luann. Yeah. So then Ramona is definitely offended by her saying this. So then Ramona says, what do you know? You married a man twice your age. When you were 22 or like 21. you were 21. 22. And Luann is horrified she's got by such a statement. She like to, cannot even take it. She She's really one of like truly taken aback. And that – so we find out Lou was 27, Alex was 42, which is still like a little thick. But 27 is an adult. You're not a child. So – And I feel like at that point like – she had traveled. She had done a lot of stuff. Like, it's not as insane. And I also know they got married, like, three months after knowing each other. So it's not like he dated her when she was super young. Yeah. Like, nothing creepy started when she was 20 years old or anything like that. It's a it's a decent age range. Like, I could not imagine dating someone who was 42 when I was 27. But it's not anything to, like, freak out about. Yeah. But that's not even where Ramona's horrifying comments end. Because then... She says that she thinks of Alex basically as an old man and that he oh. looks old. And she says all of this in front of Victoria, Lou's daughter, who is sitting right there, which is horrifying. And she does eventually apologize to Victoria and Victoria's like, whatever, I don't care. But I just, you have to feel like this isn't the first time that Victoria's heard somebody say that. No, no, but it's just so awkward. Ramona also says she wouldn't want her daughter to date someone so much older. Like, she just keeps digging yeah. this this hole. And then Lou, but then Lou quips back and says that Mario doesn't look that young. That was amazing. Which, like, I don't that know, was he kind of like, does. He's, he's hot Mario, so. He does, but it was just, she knew how to hit Ramona, because then it kind of shut Ramona up a little. Yeah, and I mean, Alex does look old. I don't know how old he is here, but he's got gray hair, and he looks like an older man. Yeah. No, he definitely, I would guess, 60s, but I'm also horrible at guessing ages. Probably, though. If he was 42 and Lou was 27, I don't know how old Lou is here, but probably in his 60s. Mm -hmm. Late 50, I'm going to guess. So then Lou has to, like, remove herself. Bethany is just in shock with this whole thing yeah. and she kind of like follows after Lou and they come back in and it's kind of our first like uh apologizer moaner you know yeah. singer stinger you know really got her and she does the same thing she always does at first it's a very not genuine apology but she knows she has to give it mm-hmm. then it sits with her for a few minutes and then she does give a genuine apology to Luann and it's so obvious that you can tell the difference when she really is like oh shit I really hurt her with what I said and yeah. went up to her and really apologized Especially, I think she realized that it hurt her daughter, too. Yes. Yeah, Ramona said, oh, I'm so shocked she was so upset. How could you be shocked that someone would be upset by such a thing? Well, especially because as soon as she said something about the way that your husband looked, you were upset. But I don't think that Ramona thinks like that. No, no, she doesn't. Empathy is not something she she is good with. I have always appreciated how she is willing to apologize because... 
while she stings people, she will quickly apologize. Yes. Versus many, many other people can't yeah. do it. And most of the time, I do find her apologies to be genuine. Because she, I think she can sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes recognize when she does actually hurt people. She has this weird eye bug out thing, and that's when you can tell it's not real. Oh, and that was the other thing that Lou said that, like... Victoria kind of smiled at, and I was like, oh, there was mother-daughter conversations about this before, where Lou re- literally says to Ramona, no wonder your eyes bug out like that, you're crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was but just like, oh, like, and they, like, like, Victoria has, like, a little look with her, and I was like, oh, you guys have been talking about this. <laughs> I know. I also kind of felt like this was kind of one of our first fights in the whole yeah. show. Like, real, real, you know, tame fight, but... Mm-hmm. Definite confrontation. This hasn't really happened yet. So uh, it was quite entertaining. And then I love Bethany goes, I can't believe Jill missed this whole thing. Jill is going to be so pissed that she missed (laughs) a fight. This is the worst thing that could happen to Jill. That's what Bethany says. And then they go run and tell Jill when Jill arrives what happened. And Jill's like, she is upset that she missed the fight. (laughs) And it's interesting because I feel like this is where we start seeing Jill being uh, a little jealous of Bethany too, because the next scene is the Hamptons um, and they are at the magazine. Well, Oh no, before that, no, there's a few things before that. So before that, we quickly go back to Alex and Simon's house and they're like packing seconds before they're leaving for the airport to go to St. Bart's, um, (laughs) which just gave me a lot of anxiety because I just literally, they're like, I know you, like, throw a few things in the suitcase before you leave, but they're, like, sprinting out the door, deciding on, like, should she bring her denim ball gown with her on the St. Bart's trip? So that was anxiety-causing. So I probably blocked that because that is my nightmare. Yeah. How, and then you how also soon missed, in advance uh, do you pack before a trip? Like the night before. Oh. Depending on the trip, though. When we went to Europe this most recent time, I definitely, because we were only bringing a carry-on, did it maybe, like, four or five days before. I would say about two weeks out, I started thinking. Really? Oh, my God. Sometimes Eric and I, like, pack the morning of if we're going to, like, Long Island to see our parents. Well, like, especially, which is always a terrible idea, but we do it. Especially when I lived in New York City and I didn't have a washer dryer, which, mm-hmm. if you live in New York City, guys, let me just tell you, if you move outside the city, most places come with a washer and dryer, and it's magic, and dishwashers. Um, it's, it's like... Life's luxuries. Amazing. But, um, you know, you have to, like, make sure you have the right underwear. You have to, like, set it aside. You have to make sure that you have, like, the right shoes. And, like, you don't wear those pair of jeans. So that way you have them. And, like, especially work trips. I can't have people seeing me wear the same outfit that I wore to work that week. I plan it in my head so that I kind of know what to not wear versus, like, pulling it out, I would say. I mean, I definitely have a variation of lists. I'm also Uh crazy. (laughs) <laughs> I should also say, like, my the- anxiety knows no bounds. And when I, like, I am just over planning and over, like, disaster scenario, Sue, here. Uh, see, as my friends say, I have weird things that I get anxiety about, and packing is not one of them. It's What's an example of a weird anxiety? Um, it's not a weird anxiety, but, like, a weird embarrassment thing, because, like, I don't really get embarrassed by much. But, like, we were on vacation, and I refused to take, like, jumping photos on the beach, and they just like couldn't believe I refused to do it. But like there were so many people watching, and I don't know. I just like had a moment where I was like, I'm not. Jump-. We were like in matching outfits. Okay. I was, like, I'm not doing it. 
Well, so. I mean, that's a bridge too far. You know, you're like, already will, in the matching will outfits. Will I get on stage and like, did I dance on stage in Atlantic City in front of like a thousand people? Yeah, sure. Like, I don't care. So it's, in, I don't know. My boundaries are, they don't make sense. Right. Um, and then the other thing you skipped over though, is that Bethany and Luann meet for lunch and they discuss the airbrushing comment. Oh, Yes. And Lou tries to backtrack, says she doesn't even realize what she said. But she flat out like, denies it. She's like, I don't think I said that first. I think I said congratulations. Then she tries to turn it and say she was being protective and giving advice from her modeling days. But she's really just like not apologetic. And she calls Bethany oversensitive. Although Bethany does bring it up like numerous times. Like she like keeps harping on it. It's not just like she says it once. Like at least the way they edit it, it makes it look like she says it many times. They have this lunch, and I'm glad that you reminded me that they meet, because then when they go to the party, there's uh, Devorah doing like a, kind of like a, I don't know what you would call it, like an interview, but it wasn't like a red carpet. She was just kind of bombarding people at the party. It's probably like her blog or website video Yeah, she's bombarding people with camera and asking them questions, and she asks Lou... So tell me about the airbrush incident. And Lou is once again just speechless, deer in headlights, does not know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. This is also a huge party. It mm-hmm. looked like 500 people there. Oh, yeah. Very big. I'm obsessed with what Bethany was wearing. She was wearing the cutest little like pink dress, and I loved it. And but Jill- then on the other hand, Ramona was wearing this purple dress that I swear I had wore the same exact thing to like my college social. It was just like <laughs> the material of really Ram- not the cut, but the material was like exactly the same. And yeah, Lou is so caught off guard in this interview. She plays it off like a professional, but you know she's pissed. Oh, she's seething inside. Because now this moment that was just between her and Bethany, clearly Bethany told this editor of this magazine and yeah. she's not okay with that. And Jill is annoyed with Bethany because Bethany comes late to the party. Mm-hmm. Also, Luann's outfit is an absolute horror. Like, yeah, I didn't it understand. It is so bad. It's like the where like you wear like almost like a dress over white pants. It was it was so bad. It was really just not fitting of the party. It just didn't seem like it seemed like she went to like grab something at like. I don't know, like a grab-and-go kind of thing. And then, like, yeah, everybody was, else was is at weird. a fancy party. Um, Ramona, of course, is dancing solo because if that woman's going to do anything at a party, it's certainly going to be dance. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then, Luann, they, all the women are kind of together. Again, no Kelly. Alex is in the same parts. Like, it very much feels like the Luann, Bethany, Jill, Ramona show. Yeah. It's like, why do we, at this point, the others really are non-consequential. Like, they're just not involved. Um, but Luann makes a toast congratulating bethany and then immediately is like i gotta leave yeah it was a real safe face moment where it was like look how proud i am of you but also i'm still better than you yep and she made up some weird excuse um but i love that after the man leaves you know at this time uh ramona and jill don't know what happened between them so mm-hmm. then bethany like gossips and tells her what uh, Ramona, what uh, Luann says, and you can tell they're annoyed by it. And I do feel like Jill and Ramona do seem happy for Bethany. I'm not getting weird jealousy vibes from them. I, not in this moment. I'm sure there'll be other moments. I saw just like the Jill being annoyed that Bethany wasn't taking full advantage of the moment by not showing up on time. Mm-hmm. To me, was like 
the f- like that's one, you know. Uh-huh. And I feel like it got to a hundred with Jill and Bethany, but I'm just like, oh, we're seeing it like start because like. Mm-hmm. Like we said, like, even if they don't really emote it, there is the why not me. And Jill is, like, the queen of why not me. And I yeah. think at this moment, she's happy for Bethany. But this is the first of, like, so many things that are about to happen for her that I think it's it's just interesting that she's just like, you're late and this is your party. What are you mm-hmm. doing? Like, don't mess up this opportunity that you have that I would have loved to have had. Which, she's not wrong. She shouldn't have been late. I mean... But I, I, you, I wouldn't be mad at her for it. It's not my party. I didn't throw it for her. So you, you can be like, that's weird she showed up late, but I feel like... I know like, it's cool to show up late to parties. I am somebody who, like... And I'm trying to get better about not showing up, like, insanely early to things. Because, like... If you ask my friends, like, to describe me, a lot of them will say punctual. (laughs) And I think it's just, like, I am somebody where it's, like, if you say 7, I'm there at 6.45, scoping it Mm -hmm. out, making sure that I had enough room for parking. Like, I'm just kind of a neurotic person like that. Yeah, I live in the 5 to 10 minutes late to, like, everything range. Which then checks out for someone, you, who packs two weeks early, and I say I do it the night before and sometimes morning of, so. Exactly. And I think it's just, I think that there is a coolness for people to show up, like, later on at parties, especially if they are the guest of honor. And it's something that we'll see in Housewives over and over. A lo- mm-hmm. I mean, this is not the first time, nor will it be the last, that a housewife... Certainly will not. ...shows up late to their own event. Yes. Or just, like, late, like, some of the ways these ladies are late, that I could never vibe with. Oh, I would be infuriated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give everyone 15 minutes. After 15 minutes, I'm annoyed. Yeah, you I'm just, trying to get better. Uh, send a text. Inform the person yeah. of said lateness. Things happen. Um, but it always, as with almost every single problem that ever happens in anyone's life, it boils down to communication. <laughs> I just always feel like, especially when I was living in New York, like, you know how long it takes pl- to get places if you've lived there for at least a year. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're more than 50, and, like, yes, subways are delayed, but it's usually not that long, like, Give or take 15 minutes. And that's yeah. where I got that. Oh, but that's okay. Weird anxiety. I don't get stressed about anything with time except if I have a reservation. Oh. If I have a reservation, an appointment, I, that is the only thing that I'm like, I must be on time, if not early. Airplanes, trains, movies, doctor's appointments, like nothing stresses me out more than being late to those things. Well, but if, if there's no set time, then I'm probably going to be five to ten minutes late. <laughs> so, listeners, like, late or not, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> is, what, are you an on-time person? <laughs> is being late okay? I I, but I that's mean, all we got for episode four? I loved episode it's, it's four. It's moving and shaking. I love this one, too. Like I said, it was the first drama, and it was, like, fun, petty drama. I love fun, petty drama. But it also, like leaked into the press too and that's something that we saw at the beginning of this season too Mm -hmm. so i think that there's that element of like it's already like housewives going multimedia before social media was big 
I like that they're always like just getting any way possible to get out there in the world. <laughs> yeah, agree. Agree. All right, but that's it for us. Thanks so much for listening. We love you always and forever. <laughs> <laughs> keep your true religion. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, please rate, subscribe, and come back next Wednesday so you'll hear more of Roni Season 2 recaps. Yeah. All right. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.